Welcome to After the JAG Corps, Navigating Your Career Progression, a podcast for judge advocates leaving military service. After the JAG Corps assists officers transitioning from the military law practice by learning from individuals who have successfully embarked on new careers, providing insight on rewarding professional opportunities, job search strategies, resumes, the value of your military experience, and more. Now, here is your host, Tom Welsh. Today's podcast is one I've been looking forward to for a while. I interview Mark Blask, who is currently serving as the mayor of Little Falls, New York. If you've seen The Quiet Place, you've seen Little Falls, because that is where John Krasinski and his wife, Emily Blunt, filmed the movie. But Mark and I first met in September 1995. I had been in the Navy for a year and a half, and I reported to my first ship as the number two, the disciplinary officer, and I was the legal division officer, or as Blask called me, Divo. Blask was a legal man second class, an E-5, and I was a lieutenant. But despite our differences in rank, he was also my age and one of the smartest and funniest guys I ran across in the Navy. And as you hear, we uh, had a lot of fun. We drank a lot of beer in foreign ports and somebody we stayed in touch. Now, Mark never did become a JAG. He did promote to make a legalman chief, and then he converted as uh, the old law LDO program. So he became a limited duty officer and stayed around and retired as a lieutenant commander. And as you will hear, he went home to Little Falls, New York, and went to a meeting, and next thing you know, he's been the mayor of call to service that we all have done serving in the military. He couldn't leave it. And I think the other thing that you'll hear loud and clear with Mark's message is relationships, relationships, relationships. You'll hear how much he values that. He he says that several times. And I think you get a really good idea of his sense of humor with some of the things he cracks about other people. Very subtle, some not so subtle, but you you'll find out he just likes to have fun. And so It is my pleasure to bring you a true legend of the Navy legal community, retired lieutenant commander, limited duty officer in the law program, and the mayor of Little Falls, New York, the Honorable Mark Blask. The Honorable Mark Blask. Thank you so much for the invite here. How you been? Super busy, but things are going great. So how is Little Falls, New York? It's awesome. Rocking and rolling. Getting through a bunch of cool projects. You should come. What are you waiting for? A job. How did it go on Friday? It didn't. The lady ended up canceling because she was ill. So it's pushed to Wednesday. Hopefully this week will turn. Something will break this week, I think. I've always thought that the the Penguins front office was a nice landing spot. Yeah. I mean, I think I missed my chance when they uh, fired Hextall and Burke. I probably should have moved just a little quicker. I love it. But, you know, we can't all be Johnny Nelson. Thank God. (laughs) Did you listen to his? I thought it was fantastic. You did a great job. Uh, I'm just so happy for that guy with his. uh, So happy for him. Yeah. I mean, it's just perfect. Johnny baseball. So anyway, Blasky, let's start talking. How long have you been the mayor now? I've been the mayor. I'm just coming up on eight years. Eight years. And (laughs) now you retired when? I retired in December of 2014, right at about the 28-year mark. 
Yeah, and did, did you get the retires in 04? Did you have to go back to 03 to retire? Oh, I was in 04, yes. Yeah. And if I recall, you went to Syracuse University first and did something there before you moved over to this gig. I was going to work with the veterans at Syracuse University, and it just didn't work out timing-wise. So I just jumped right into uh, the, the world of small-time politics in uh, central New York. Yeah, so as I put out in the Facebook group, you weren't a JAG, but it's my podcast. I get to interview who I want. But I think you're as near as a JAG you could be with the old limited duty officer program for the legal community. But what was your motivation to become a mayor? I really, so I retired out of Groton. I was at the NSSC there for my last tour and moved back to Little Falls, New York, which is where I grew up. And, you know, we're just going to set roots down here. And I went to a meeting at City Hall and our son, our youngest, was in middle school. And I'm like, man, let me check that out, you know, see what's going on. And the meeting did not go well. It went famously horrible to the point where somebody stood at the podium and they took duct tape and they literally put it over their mouth just to show that their voice was not welcome. And I remember sitting there and I'm like, oh, man, I just moved back like Am I gonna am I gonna run for mayor? So you'll appreciate this. The next morning I went and I spoke to my dad, who is uh coming up on 95 years old. He's doing great. And I said, Dad, I'm thinking about running for mayor. And he said, Why? You got too many friends? <laughs> Which I always appreciated that quick wit. I just sort of jumped in from there. Yeah, it's been uh it's it's been a wild ride. You can get a lot done. In a smaller municipality, I mean, we're a city in central New York, but, you know, with the right team, with the right relationships, it's been super rewarding. Well, I was going to say, you were a guy on the uh, on the Big E, the Enterprise, way back in the day. You had all the hookups, all the links on the ship to get stuff done, to get things we needed, such as the old plain old telephone system in our office that Commander Leach didn't know about for an entire deployment. Um, Took him six months. And- I see your activity on link, not LinkedIn, but on Facebook. Tell me about, tell me about getting things done. I mean, sure. how much of that was, uh, how much of that did you learn in the Navy and how much is it just Mark Blask's, you know, personality of, of just making things happen? I learned so much of it in the Navy. First of all, like our philosophy here is everybody is involved. It truly is a representative form of government. If you have an idea we will in all likelihood say yes to it. If it's a department head of mine, they have to say yes. If it's a no, it has to come from me, which has really been sort of an opening going from the duct tape to everybody is welcome. I'll just give you one quick idea. A couple of years ago, you know, just a local guy is like, hey, there's nothing to do on a Thanksgiving. You know, there's football, family, but there's no really event. I said, what do you have in mind? He said, I, I want to do a road race. I said, what do you need? He said, well, I need a police officer. We need to close down some streets. We just need to keep people safe. I said, do it. You got it. Started with 25 runners the first year, the next year, 80. And then we cut it off at X amount of runners because it was too many. All government did was get out of the way. It probably cost me $160 for overtime for a police officer on Thanksgiving. All we did was say yes. It's some of the easy stuff that we've always tried to do. I really, really learned anything, and I don't know anything, but if I did, it would be from leaders in the Navy. It is the Bill Sweeney's of the world 
who would just drive it into your head that you have got to do the relationship game. People are so important. Don't even think about missing this event in your life. And there's just so many of those over time. My CEO on Harry S. Truman, I was messaging him last night, 12 hours ago. You know, he retired a vice admiral, you know, Herm Shalansky was so helpful back when I was on the Truman, just the relationship game. Nothing else matters beyond that. And it'll just open up so many doors. The first time when you talk to somebody, it better not be when you're asking them for something. You just have got to figure out who their kids are. Let's go have a drink. Let's go hit a golf ball. It's, it's really served the city of Little Falls well because we do have all of these relationships, which is really, it's all Navy driven though. I mean, even back on the enterprise, I mean, I joined the Navy as a cook. I was an MSSR. I was an E1 on the John F. Kennedy, you know, making 5,000 drop cookies my first week. Yeah. I want you to share that story. How it came to pass that you were in the Navy. That's, that's a great story. Susan was reminding me of it the other night. But like I said, I follow you on Facebook and I see that you're very proactive on getting the word out using social media, for example, of keeping your constituents informed of what's going on. And I'm trying to recall, but there's been things like waterline breaks and snow removal. And, you know, and just from this uninterested, disinterested, I guess is a better word to say, observer, you did a great job of getting the word out there. But I also noticed from time to time, some of your constituents will not necessarily agree with you and voice their displeasure with you on social media. So how much of a distraction is that? I make it a point to interact with, with all of that. It's surely annoying, but guess what? They are taking the time out of their time to somehow be engaged. I generally don't suffer those some fools very well when it's just you are against every single thing, right? They call them cave people, citizens against virtually everything. <laughs> like we just move past sort of the cave people to try to get the results. I appreciate the back and forth though. We use Facebook a lot. I mean, it's it's generally, you would probably get to the movie that we had shot here, but it's generally how that happened in the first place that, you know, we had John Kaczynski and his wife, Emily Blunt in town to shoot a movie, A Quiet Place, that really, for a small municipality, didn't make any sense that they were here. Yeah, now I, I was going to bring that up, and I did see that Quiet Place and Quiet Place too. So you had Jim Halpert in town. So how did that come to pass that you guys landed this movie? So I was at a conference out in Saratoga, and the mayor of uh, White Plains, his name is Tom Roach, he's a great guy. He gave a presentation, Lights, Camera, Action, and it talked about getting Hollywood into your municipality. They had just done Girl on a Train in White Plains. They did Billions. So I talked to Tom, and I said, hey, Little Falls would be perfect for this. And he sent me a link. He said, hey, just go fill it out. And I got to tell you, it's all these mundane questions. And I just said yes to every single thing. You know, will you close the street? Can we do this? I said yes to everything. And then in the comments section, I wanted it to stand out. So I wrote, and we will let you blow shit up. <laughs> and I put an exclamation point. Truly six weeks later, somebody from Paramount reached out. They come to a site visit. A month later, John Krasinski, Jim from the office is here with his team. And then they green lit it and they shot probably four months after that, his wife, Emily Blunt, you know, played opposite. 
And to their credit, they were incredibly gracious. They took every selfie, signed every autograph, anything that people wanted, that they were fantastic. I mean, they were nice enough when they did the red carpet premiere down in Manhattan. They invited us down, which was really cool. They put us with Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. And it was just, it was, it was really fun. My daughter was going to grad school down in Manhattan. So she went with me and she was a little overserved. Um, she got into uh, Maddie Blask, uh, really enjoyed herself. She left her mark on, uh, on Hollywood for sure. Yeah. Speaking of overserved, I was, uh, when I was preparing for my retirement ceremony, I was going through pictures and uh, Al Lane, Mark Blask, Tom Welsh in port, I think it was Rhodes, Greece with the boots of beer. Boots of beer. Boots Absolutely. of beer. So that was one of your successes. Now, did they film both movies there or just the one? They came back for the second one and it just didn't fit their script. So okay. they ended up going out to Western New York. What other what other successes have you had as the mayor of Little Little Falls? I want to call it Small Falls because you used to jokingly call it Small Falls. Hilarious. We've been very successful going back to the relationships in the grant world. In New York State, they hand out 10 large grants a year. They're $10 million. We call them the Hunger Games because they only give out 10 for the entire state. And two years ago, we were awarded that $10 million grant, Downtown Revitalization Initiative, a DRI grant. It's really a transformative project. It's a game changer. My budget's $6 million. This is $10 million of non-matching grant funds. And this is based on just having a good team who, who did the application. But again, if they didn't know who we were, then we would not have been in that conversation. So that's that's a huge win for Little Falls. But even beyond the movie and the money, it was really just giving people a sense of community. It's it's nice living in a small in a small place. It's just it, it's comforting. You can call a lot of people. You can get a lot of things done. I mean, during COVID, you know, we were thinking of activities we could do that were safe. So we had our DPW construct an outdoor movie theater like it was 1975. And they bought a bunch of wood and it was a huge screen. And we were charging cars $5 and giving them popcorn and drinks and just, you know, outdoor ice skating. All of these ideas that generally come from someone else that we just wholeheartedly support. It's just so easy to say no. Oh, we don't have insurance for that. What if somebody gets hurt? Oh, we don't have the time. Like the no answer is is too easy. So we just try not to get there. And it's it's really served us well. I think that's, you know, a tribute to your background where if you if you got a reputation for saying no, people just stopped asking you and, and went around you. Have you thought about taking that excess four million dollars for the year and buying some shiny gold and maybe it's hilarious i'm so glad that there are two of us on this podcast who are going to get that inside joke so, so for people listening this is my old division officer here and uh, we made a couple of cruises together and there was just some good times over in haifa israel and throughout the mediterranean and there was just some fun conversations and i don't think it's really important to go beyond that you know I yeah no 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 you yeah look you're a you're an elected official. There's no skeletons in this closet. It was uh, man, Blask. I remember you leading a Bible study every night. 
and eating unleavened bread. And yeah, I remember all that good stuff. And uh, thank just, you very much. Yeah, we collected a lot of coats for the poor. I mean, yeah, it was, it was God's work, really. It was with the singing chaplain. Enterprise. Have you run opposed every time, or have you been generally unopposed as elected official? So when I moved back, I ran against the incumbent. He was there for eight years. I had a couple of healthy debates, which I love. It's just fun. And beat him in a in an election. I think people were ready. And then my last term, I, I was unopposed. And it was really the first time in maybe 70 or 80 years where there wasn't opposition for that. So that was good. It's a small... I mean, we're 5,000 people. We're the second smallest city in New York State. But really, it's one of those things where we just always try to punch above our weight. Anybody who's ever in the neighborhood, you're always free to stop by. Meredith Robinson came and had lunch last year. She was going to Rochester. Bill's wait, wait, wait. Did Meredith have her videos of her on uh, Jeopardy and that MTV game? She seems to always bring those out. And I hope Meredith is listening because she'll know I'm kidding her. Can I tell you a quick story and how I Oh, absolutely. It? This is, we have the microphone. No one can stop us. So we're at lunch and I'm waiting for Meredith. And there was somebody else in the restaurant who I did not know. And I said, do me a favor. 10 minutes after she sits down, would you come over to her? And would you say, oh my gracious, I know you from television. And then I said, but don't say Jeopardy. Say that you remember her from remote control because she did both. So right on cue, she comes over, puts her hand on Meredith's shoulders. You know, holy cow, I can't believe that, that you're here. And Meredith, you know, just all red, can barely <laughs> talk. I was embarrassed for Meredith, actually. So, Blas, you got to tell a story. How is it that you ended up in the Navy? It's a, a little bit boring. So um, just joined on the buddy system out of high school here in Little Falls High School. I didn't know that you joined the Navy and you got a job. I just thought you joined the Navy. You got to a ship and they assigned you a job. So when I went to the Syracuse MEPS, I went with a buddy and he went in first and he came out and he told me as we were passing, I'm going to San Diego for boot camp and for a school. I said, what San Diego? That sounds sweet. So I go in there and I say, Hey, could you give me the exact same thing that you gave my friend? And he said, well, you did pretty good on your scores. Like there's a, a lot of options. I said, I don't know what you're talking about, but I want to go to San Diego. He said, you got it. Later that night, I'm asking my buddy, I'm like, hey, what are we going to be doing in San Diego? And he said, well, we're going to be managing hotels and restaurants. I said, in the Navy? He said, yeah. I'm like, this sounds fantastic. Six months later, I'm in MSA school chopping onions because he signed up to be a cook. And I didn't know that I signed up to be a cook. He stayed in MS for 20 years, and I spoke at his retirement ceremony, and I just told the story. I said, hey, you know, and after 20 years, I still haven't seen a, a bleeping hotel or a restaurant. So, uh, yeah. Hotel, motel management. Now, you did 28 years. How many of those were enlisted? About 14. So I converted over to LN3 and started at the Nilso up in Newport, where I just met everybody who was fantastic. You know, shore duty at Newport as an LN3, only enlisted guy on the uh, on the softball team. I mean, that's Hal Droneberger, John Sawyer, Bill Sweeney, your buddy Glenn Ware, Mike Holyfield, 
Gary Major, Judge Jeff Styron. I mean, it was it was the absolute Camelot part of my career. You know, just how much fun we had. We all played sports together. Yeah, we won the the base flag football tournament. So they sent us up to you know Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and we stayed in the hotel up there and, and played. And then we would win, you know, the basketball and the softball. It was all sort of sports oriented, but it really was a nice introduction to the JAG Corps. Ended up making a uh, legalman chief, and then uh, two years later was commissioned through the JAG Corps LDO Law Program down in down in Jacksonville, Florida with Dan McCarthy. Yeah. So, you know, there may be even some young Jags listening of going LDO. What's that? What's, what's the law LDO program? So there used to be a program that there's very few of you, but the amount, a fair amount of you, I mean, few, but fair amount were commissioned in the limited duty officer law program and did everything except whatever a lawyer couldn't do. But that was a lot of stuff. You were, you could advise commanders, you could uh, uh, do admin boards, and I know for a time there, right before you guys left, uh, the the big shtick was the number two on all the carriers was going to be an LDO, and that's they did that for a while, and then they they got they shut down the the pipeline and the program altogether. And if I recall, you did the war cruise on Kennedy, and when I say war cruise, I mean Desert Storm. Correct. So we did eighty eight, which was sort of um, off of Libya with Gaddafi, where we splashed two of the, uh, mm-hmm. the Libyan MiGs. That was 88. And then 18 months later, we did eight eight months over in uh, Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Yeah, we left August 2nd and went over there for eight months. And then I, I flew out of there on a helicopter, just tried to make my way back to Newport just for conversion school. March um, 10th, everybody was trying to get home. It was not easy. So you mentioned a couple of names there, Glenn Ware, of course, who uh, unfortunately passed away a few years ago. And then Jeff Styron. I talked to Jeff about two or three years ago because he had worked at CSX Railroad down in Jacksonville. That's where we're hoping to end up at some point. But he told me he got bought out and he was studying to be a, a pastor, a minister when I spoke to him. So, you know, there's not too many people that know these these old names. Have you been able to keep in touch with very many people from from your Navy time? I sure have. I'm just in a, a bunch of different text groups and I just see people as, as often as I can. I, I really appreciate those relationships from, you know, Johnny Nilsson, Rich Eustace, Matt Shelf, all of the old Groton boys, you know, to my second tour at Groton with uh, Brenda Armstrong and Meredith Robinson, us three are pretty close. We just had a wedding there back in the Northeast, which was fun to see those guys. Yeah, Mitch Eisenberg, you know, on both coasts, it's been tremendous. And Captain Sweeney and I try to talk as much as possible. It's unbelievable the amount that he helped me out personally and and professionally over the years, you know, from it was an inauspicious beginning because I was a shortstop on the softball team and he comes rolling in is the AD of uh, Naval Justice School. And he says, hey, what position did you used to play? So, <laughs> you know, I didn't appreciate that, but it, it might have been his only misstep. We retired his JAG Corps uniform uh, when he retired back in probably 2001, 2002. We had an awesome ceremony down in Jacksonville, and it was well-deserved. I mean, quarterback of every team, point guard of every basketball team, a lot of sports involved. We used to play tennis too. Oh, Terry Baker, of course. Uh, yeah, just a lot of uh, 
You know, you mentioned Bill being a quarterback, and I just got this image flashed my mind of Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, and I can still see Bill down in Tallahassee being that way. I'll throw this ball right over that mountain. If Coach would have played him, they would have won states that year. <laughs> I, I talked to Bill. We, we exchanged texts a couple weeks ago, and I talked to him this summer when my son was down. Newport News for the state baseball. He actually came through Norfolk a few years ago when I was there, and I, I had him and Ange Rangadis, who knew oh, him. Oh, and yeah. then I think Keith Guy Bell was the other one, or some, maybe it was Dave. Oh, Weiss, yeah, Michigan, bro, yeah. Yeah, they were all over. I think if I remember correctly, Bill was back in uniform for something, which which was pretty impressive to see. But so how long do you see yourself doing this this mayor thing? I'm going to finish up at the end of this year. And then you're done? On. Yeah, I mean, 28 years in the Navy, eight is mayor, sort of a continuation of service and just be done. I mean, one of the reasons is, you know, I've been a proponent of term limits my entire time. There's a lot of politicians up here you know, it, it, it's wildly popular to, to say you want term limits because everybody's for it, but they all just keep running. So they want term limits just for somebody else, not themselves. I always thought that was a little disingenuous. You know, you do your time and you get out. There's fresh ideas. There's a reason yeah. that we move in the Navy, right? I mean, you're not the CO for, for 12 years. You know, we'll get some fresh blood in here, some new energy, some new ideas and move on. You're not, in the grand scheme of things, you're you're not very important. It's a huge system that's in place. So just give somebody else a shot. So I've decided not to run on this next election. So what are you going to do? You're just going to be retired? Yeah, I'll hang out with my dad a little bit. I'm going to do some consulting work, plenty of work to be had, you know, give this private sector thing a shot uh, for the first time. You're just like Brooksy and Shawshank, man. You've been institutionalized and in, in tw- 28 years in the Navy, eight years as a mayor. Yeah, that didn't end so well, though. I mean, couldn't I be, you know? Well, I don't think you're going to hang yourself. I know you got too much of a zest for life, but running across country with your with your daughter and all those sorts of things. But yeah, you know, it is a testament that you had 28 years and then, you know, being that guy, like, go to that meeting, that town hall and like, well, someone's got to step up and just feel that. I can almost picture just feeling that like, you know, in the back of your neck, like, well, that that's somebody's me and doing it and a lot of that was like misplaced hubris i just thought i could do it better one of the things well one of the the many things is you know how to run a meeting in the navy and (laughs) i mean there's a lot of that as well sort of structure and expectations and you know but it's, it's really just getting back to it like it's it's cold it was cold this morning here and i wake up and i'm thinking we have four guys on the back of a garbage truck. Can we somehow get that down to three? So the fourth guy isn't freezing his butt off. I mean, yeah. it's really those nonstop, you know, sausage making decisions, but all generally people oriented. Well, Mark, it's good to catch up with you, man. I, I don't want to beat a dead horse here. I know that we're all against animal cruelty and no animals are being hurt in the making of this uh, podcast, but it's great to see you. Uh, focus on serving and uh, you look great. Thanks. I feel like, I feel like $10. Nice. Who has been your favorite one so far? Who has been your favorite podcast? Oh, geez. Don't say Nelson. Don't say Nelson. Don't say Nelson. I I won't say Nelson. I mean, Johnny was fun. That was great. It was just so easy because, you know, uh, just like this was easy because, you know, you go from people that you don't know. I mean, when I started out, of course, this was a whole new gig. 
and you're like, okay, am I going to sound like an idiot? And like I said, the best advice I ever got a guy said, start talking because nobody's listening anyway. So I've kind of grown into, you know, the first one, very first one with Aaron Stone. She really, she agreed oh. to be the first one and she really did a great job and kind of set the tone. And I prepared questions, but since then I've just gone off the cuff and, and become a little bit more, uh, you know, take it where it goes. I've had 96, 97 episodes so far. So you're asking me off the top of my cuff, who's been the It's most fine. I won't even hold you to it. Yeah. I will finish with, I sincerely appreciate our relationship. I mean, we met on the Enterprise 94, 95, 96. 95. In 95. And from there, we have remained great friends, you know, from... Yeah. I mean, all the adventures over the years, our kids sort of growing up. I mean, we were at Fort Lauderdale together, grabbing a whole bunch of beer and getting on a bus and going to watch a hockey game to see the Florida Panthers, all the stuff we did overseas. We did St. Martin's together when you had the audacity to wear Susan's swim trunks out on that catamaran. Blast, we got pictures of you in those swimsuits, dude. (laughs) We went horseback riding. I mean... Hockey games, I, I sincerely appreciate your friendship. I'm so bummed that I could not get down to the retirement this summer. Yeah, no, I understand. Out on the West Coast. And, you know, that means a lot because you're a guy that could never win in Jeopardy when you played uh, Chief and I. But uh, September 95 is when I reported to Board Enterprise. And I remember the phone would ring and I'd get a question like from Ken Menard. And I'd be like, I wouldn't know the question. It would be some ad set question. I'd be like, so your question is... And I would repeat it aloud and you'd be like, shaking your head, sir, no, sir, tell him. And then I'd be like, oh, well, here's the deal. And you're like, and so, I mean, I learned a lot. I mean, you were an E5 when I first met you. I was a lieutenant. We're the same age. And and I still laugh. I still have an email you sent me after I left Enterprise. And you guys were out, I think, for avoiding hurricane. And you said, if our boss shows me one more picture of his cabin in his fishing boat i'm going to gouge my eye out (laughs) true i meant it i meant every word of it and i did think of you the other night when i i got free tickets to the capitals panthers game and i said to my daughter i said i've seen the panthers play one other time down when we were in fort lauderdale and i didn't i didn't bore her with your name but if you remember when we lived in newport you guys came over from groton we played some street hockey right there in the garage in the driveway Yeah, so it's hard to believe that it's been almost 30 years since we first met. I just really appreciate it. I mean, the whole the whole relationship thing, there's so many people that you meet in the Navy. I mean, wouldn't have changed any of that for one second. Yeah, no, not at all. Well, Mr. Mayor, the Honorable Mark Blast, good to see you. And uh, keep doing great things, man. Thanks, Devo. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and tell your friends. After the Jag Corps is a TJW 50 Associates LLC production.